0: Gosh, it's such a privilege to be here today, you know. It is uh, such a privilege. Um, And we both feel really honoured to be here, to be with you, but also just to be here at this historic time. And uh, because we've known um, you all for so long, we've seen all the blood, sweat and tears that have led to this point. And that's always true. There is always sacrifice and then you get the glory. And um, it is really precious to to be involved in both bits, actually. (laughs) The not-so-glorious bits, but then to see the glory that comes as a result of it. And yesterday was just so amazing. Um, I'm going to recap on one of the things that I felt God really um really spoke to me or to us all yesterday so I'm going to recap on that but first I'm going to start off with sharing a verse some verses that he gave me for you guys uh early on in the week and it's from Psalm 24 and it's in the Passion Translation and I'm going to do it to you like Daddy God expressed it to me so are you ready wake up, (laughs) wake up, wake up and but it wasn't a heavy thing and it wasn't a rebuke it was like a joyous kind of you know first thing in the morning if you live with one of those unbearably bright sunny people who's an (laughs) early morning person I'm an, I'm an early morning person, so Andy comes down, oh, I need my coffee. And I'm like, morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was that kind of a, wake up, you living gateways. I was like, living gateways? Living gateways? I was like, I'd always thought of the gateways as being like static and rigid and still. He says, no, wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you doors of eternity. I was like, doors of eternity. We're living gateways and we're doorways of eternity. I was like, that changes how you see those verses completely, that we are are the living gateways and that we are the doorways of eternity. Eternity lives in you. If you know Jesus, eternity lives in you and you live in two places. You have one foot in earth and you have the other foot in heaven because we're seated with him in heavenly places. So that means we are doorways of eternity. We are not the sacrifice that got us there we're not the one that purchased that for people but we've experienced it and it lives in us and we can introduce other people to that eternal transforming life wow i thought and then he says welcome the king of glory for he's about to come through you Welcome, the King of glory, for he is about to come through you. Welcome, the King of glory, for he is about to come through you. And just yesterday when we were sharing about the new commission that God's given you as a body, it doesn't come from men. Because if a commission comes from men, then you're doing it in your own striving. You're trying to make it happen. But if you're following a commission that God's given you, then like that lady said before, he releases all the resources, both spiritually and naturally, so that you can do what he's commissioned you to do. I'm not saying it will always be easy, but the answers are always there. And just yesterday, just as I was speaking, I was just overwhelmed, actually. I still am, really. Do you know God could have given this commission to anybody? He could have given this commission to anybody. He could have authorised... Another church, a group of people, and I hope he is authorizing other churches and other people in Chelmsford and around the nation. Yeah. But he's given it to you guys. And there is, yesterday I said about, how, we've seen a lot of pageantry, haven't we, with our Queen? And a lot of respect and a lot of honor, and a lot of standing to attention, and just taking in the weight of the historic events that are happening now. But I felt the same thing yesterday. I just felt like, wow, this is holy. And that's why I paused. So you've been commissioned by the great King of Kings Queen Elizabeth, will I read a great quote about her, was that she was hoping Jesus would come back because she wanted to place her crown at his feet. And I just thought, isn't that amazing, actually? I mean, I've never possessed a crown. but, But if you have, just that privilege of being able to take it off and all that it represents and place it at the feet of Jesus. But I feel like he's given you guys a great commission. And not to take it lightly. Don't get heavy or overwhelmed by either. But there are moments of soberness in the kingdom where we just sit and receive what God said. And I feel like this is one of those times. So he's saying, welcome the king of glory. Because he's about to come through you. I love the fact, actually, that you've changed the doors because they're dead easy to get in. (laughs) And and everybody can see what's going on. Whereas a, a lot of doors, you can't see what's beyond them, but your doorways of eternity and living gateways. So who is this king of glory? He's Yahweh. He's armed and he's ready for battle. I love this next phrase. He's Yahweh. He is invincible in every way. (laughs) Just want you to say with me, He is invincible. (laughs) It's great, isn't it? I want you to say it again. Say it again. Say it again. (laughs) He is invincible in every way so wake up you living gateways and rejoice and I thought what does wake up mean because I didn't feel it was a rebuke but and I think that's one of the things he's impressing on me to impress on you is it means to become aware of be aware that lady was talking about discernment your discernment will need to go up because your commission is greater Be aware when there's danger or a problem. Stir yourselves. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. There's no judgment. But he wants you to be aware of what he's called you to now, which is amazing. So I was thinking what a living gateway looks like. So if you go to historic castles or stately homes or anything... Often you go through a door, but as you're approaching the door, a different kind of atmosphere hits you. And then when you open the door and you go into a beautiful stately room, the atmosphere inside the building is often completely different to the atmosphere outside. It might be colder or you feel like, oh, I've got to behave, this is really smart here. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Keep the voice down, Teresa. (laughs) don't wear shiny shoes (laughs) but that's what happens when people encounter you and God's going to bring loads of people through those doors but as he does what he wants them to encounter is what you're so good at already is a totally different atmosphere as soon as they walk in if people will leave here walking taller And it was happening today. I love that song about I am who. Yeah, I love that song. Um, So great. But people will walk out taller because you reminded them of who they are. And that's what I'm doing this morning. I'm reminding you not to think of yourself as little you or, you know, but you are a living gateway, both as a body, but also as an individual You are a doorway of eternity. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you eternal doors. Here he comes, the king of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is this king of glory? He is Yahweh, armed, and ready for battle, the mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's host. But our weapons, this was the surprise everybody had when Jesus rocked up. Our weapons are not death and annihilation. We're not a warrior people naturally. Our weapons are much more powerful. They're weapons of construction, not destruction. They're things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, healing the sick and breaking sickness off people, forgiving the unforgivable, restoring marriages, healing the brokenhearted, bringing joy to those who mourn, seeing miraculous provision however you need it. This year we got given £50,000 as a church, By an anonymous donor. £50,000. Isn't that amazing? Never happened to us before. Amazing. Who is this King of Glory? He is Yahweh. And the King of glory is ready to come in.
1: I just want to st- st- say again, this isn't just a change of name. This is a new church. I think, I think we gave Oasis a really decent burial. burial and honoured, honoured God for all that she was. Yeah. Well, this is new church, new day, not just new name. And uh, what Teresa's saying so well is it, it, that shows heaven's authorization, not man's idea. And you know, if this is the Lord, throw yourself into it, I believe it is. If it isn't, go home. It, you know, yeah. it's, let's not play in the middle, Let, let's go for what God's doing here. It's great. Now, now you get now you get me. <laughs> oh that was that was phenomenal. Um yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm at, I've got a question to ask you and it's connected to what trees has been saying, but where where is the river? Where's the river church? Where's the river? Where is it, guys? It's coming down the road. Coming up through the floor. Where's where? Where's the, that's? That's my message. Where's the river? And um. There's a, there's an old well. All the I was going to say there's an old verse, but all the verses in the Bible are old. So that's a silly thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> where this is going already. <laughs> <clears throat> in Ephesians five, says, "Do not get drunk with wine." Please note, it doesn't say "do not get drunk." The quibble is over the element. Not the process or the experience. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Christians are not meant to be sober. It's just what you're getting drunk on is different to what everybody else is doing. Yeah, yeah? <sighs> Shall I say that again? That was good, wasn't it? Say it? Christians are not meant to be sober. They're just meant to be intoxicated with something else. <clears throat> it's the element. It's what 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 are you drinking? I'll well, have a double Holy Spirit. You know, it's that. That's what he's saying here, right? <laughs> and I think Elisha had caught on to that. Remember, he's got, he's talking. He's following Elijah before he's taken up and dies. He says, "What do you want? I want twice." <clears throat> Give me a double, Lord. Why don't we just pray that right now? Then I think you'll find out where the river is a lot faster. (laughs) I'm serious about not being serious this morning. So can we just pray in your best, holiest prayer, God, give me a double, but a double U. A double Jesus right now, double Holy Spirit. So we didn't finish this old verse yet. It says, do not be drunk with wine, for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. How many of you in this room, as all ages in this room, have ever heard a a preach on being filled with the Holy Spirit before? All right, I'm going to do a preach that you may have heard before, and then I'm going to scrap it. Because right, this is one I've heard, I've read Lloyd-Jones from the 60s, I've heard the Bethel guys preach it, this message about being filled with the Spirit. Are you ready? I, I'm going to run out of arms, but this, Your beautiful assistant. oh thank my you, sister. I have my gorgeous assistant with shiny trainers. This is you, so this is, the, the cup represents you, and you're to be filled with the Spirit, yeah? Anybody seen this ever before? Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what's coming, don't you? You know what's coming? That goes down there because I don't want to make a mess on this beautiful floor. So, to be, this is you, to be filled. Be filled, glug it down. And then, if we're going to spread this to the world, we need to be filled to overflowing, yeah? Woo! But then, the problem we have is that we leak. Anybody heard this message before? Hands up if you heard a message more or less like this. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you're buying into this. So this is it. So we need to keep being filled and we're leaking at the same time. So we just, you know. (laughs) I've heard this so often. I'm like, well, I'm not sure. What's this? You know, we never talk about this, do we? It's usually, a, you know, a water bottle or a jug. Or you know, I've got a jug because I want to. I want to make a real mess here. So, oh my goodness, I'm not full anymore. You get the idea. So this is you. I'm not sure what this is, but it's got Holy Spirit in it. Maybe, maybe it's heaven or God or. The jug never gets talked about, does it really? It's just, this is you, you leak, you need to be fuller. And, you know, get fuller than you are already. And that's flipping hard work sometimes, isn't it? Like, I've got to stay full, Go got to stay full. I have made a mess, sorry. Sorry. Can I say in my holiest voice,
0: (sighs) that's, Rubbish sorry, I
1: really oh, thanks, thanks, sorry about the floor. I tried to capture it, but the overflow <laughs> 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 <sighs> so that kind of message is is at the charismatics Pentecostals are like evangelical believers believe that we need to be full of the Holy Spirit and the concept is we're the container. He's somewhere out there in heaven, far away, close, we don't know. But we appeal to him to come close to fill us. And if he feels far away, we feel completely, as they say in our neck of the woods, we feel scunnered because how are we going to get filled if he's a long way off? Yeah, it's like we've got to to plead for him to come and then we've got to plead for him to fill us. Uh, and it comes down to a bit of luck in the end. I mean, if you boil it down, it's like, if we're lucky today in church, we may get filled. If he's there, you know, if he actually shows up when we've asked hard enough and we're thirsty enough, we might get some. I'm just sort of boiling down. After a bit, you get a bit tired of that, don't you? I didn't get any this week, did you? I was like, No, the guy at the front looked like he got some, but anyway. You know what I'm saying? Is that right? I haven't offended you too much yet. (coughs) I thought I'd look this up in another old bit of the Bible, which is all old as we already established. (laughs) And look, Jesus actually had a lot to say about this. Can I read you what he said? Because it might help us. He said, woman at the well, the story where Jesus sends the disciples off to find food. He's thirsty. He goes to a well. A woman comes out at a strange time of day. And and there's a conversation about water from the well. But then it starts to move to metaphor and spiritual things. And he says to this woman, whoever drinks of the water that... (laughs) I will give him, will never be thirsty again. Hello. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Eh? What, what happened to leaky cup? <laughs> that's, that's not in this metaphor or picture. doesn't fit this one, does it? In fact, what he says is he deliberately uses the word well becoming become a spring of water. The word is artesian well. So it's something that bubbles up without pumping. An artesian well springs up of itself. The Holy Spirit is inside. If you've drunk of Jesus, you've got an artesian well of the Holy Spirit bubbling up inside you and he wants out and we're trying to get more in and he's saying I'm already in here and I want out (laughs) we're bringing our leaky cup and we're going give me more Lord he's like I'm bubbly I wish I could do another illustration Somehow, I need to put a hose underneath this and put it on full and it's like whoosh that's artesian well holy spirit so I think um, that that's the first clue that we may be wrong Okay, you've got to change the way we think about this stuff. This is wrong. I've preached it. It's wrong. (laughs) There's another Jesus thing. Uh, In John 7, and this was read last night, which persuaded me I've got to speak about this. On the last day of the feast, John 7... The great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, "If anyone thirsts, let him come so it's come to me and drink." But you drink or uno once, because whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. There's, where, where's the river? Where's the river? River Church. Where? Where? Is it here? (laughs) Why have we made it so complicated? He's got to come. He's got to be there. We've got the atmosphere right. Sing the right verses. Sing the right songs. Sometimes, you know, wear the right clothes. Pray, Pray the right prayers. I just believe in Jesus, you've got a river. Not a river, you have rivers. Maybe you've got to change the name again to rivers. Sorry. I just got, just got all the stuff done. I've just ripped up 30 years of sermons for some of you. Now I'm trashing your name, which I thought was a really good name. <sighs> There'll be no honorarium or re-invite, you know. we just kind of... No, but, but seriously, no, not seriously, very unseriously, there's rivers of living water. Come to me and drink. It's what Jesus said. If you're thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture said, yeah. out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this is said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. So this is before his crucifixion, de- de- you know, death, descent into Hades and resurrection and ascension. All right, So all that's yet to come. And he's saying, you know, basically saying, <coughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Now he said, this is about the Spirit, those who believed in him were to refi- receive, for as yet... The Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Question River Church, is Jesus now glorified? When, like, did it happen this morning? When did it happen? Jesus crossed all boundaries, all worlds, all opposition, all space, all distance, took on all suffering to reconcile you and I to him through a cross so that he could live inside of you through rivers. It's a gift because he's glorified, not because... It's not a gift because of our works. It's a gift because of his work. Yes. It will be given to those who believe when he's glorified. If he's glorified, the gift is given if you believe. Yes. We have any believers in the house today? Yes. You've got the gift then. we ought to establish he's already glorified. So don't sit there thinking, well, it might not work for me. Don't do the count yourself out think. Seriously bad that is. Like Jesus did all of that, suffered all of that, crossed all pain or barrier, took all that suffering, did all that, so that you could be in. Not out. Yeah, but you know I'm not worth it. He made you worth it. Just in case you're thinking, yeah, but you quoted Paul where he says be filled. I know, but you didn't do the whole jug thing. That's, we added that bit. We added the we leak bit. Let's Can we do a bit more, Paul, just so that you, you're a bit more happier than you are now? <laughs> oh, something else to say is, Jesus said that rivers, river, it's literally rivers, is, is, is. Would flow from inside <laughs> sometimes I just think of the Bible, I think this is insane stuff, isn't it? <laughs> just, <laughs> how do you get how do you get our river, let alone rivers multiple, in a human being? I don't know. But he did it. Do you understand it? Nope. Will it help you if you understood it? So let's, stop, let's not bother. Let's believe it. All right? This is outside rational, rationality. What, it, what Jesus proved, because he came, his point of theology now, Jesus came as a human being, he didn't come in a super suit, he came in the same human being suit you have. Was no way was it different or modified. He was you. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh. So he didn't even have the sort of sinful tendencies stripped out of him so that God could get inside of him. He came in the fully human with all the downsides. I'm not saying he indulged the downsides, but he had the potential to do all the downsides that was alive inside of him, and he had the fullness of God inside of him. Nothing left out. He showed, because God made us, right? We didn't come from apes or bananas, or no matter how much DNA you share with apes or bananas, we didn't come from any of them. God made us, and he made us big enough on the inside for all of heaven to live inside of you. And Jesus proved that that's true. So a human body was also fully indwelt by the fullness of God. And then the Bible tells us in Colossians, you've received fullness in him. Rivers. This is the gospel. That all of God came to live in all of you. Because all of God died on a tree for you to fix you in relationship to him <sighs> Paul, Paul prays so what I'm doing really is saying, the guy who wrote, "Be filled with, don't be drunk on mine, but be filled with the spirit," wasn't thinking leaky cups. Because he says different things somewhere else, alright? This is our idea, because this is how we feel sometimes, it doesn't make it the truth. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> Before I've had coffee, I feel worse than that. <laughs> but the truth is not that. So Ephesians 1, and this is the amplified I'm reading, he's praying for the Ephesian church or the churches that would hear this message of this letter that uh, it's a bit wordy because it's the amplified and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. So he's praying for them to know what? The mighty power that is in them who believe. It's actually a funny word because it can mean in and it can mean toward. And I think it's probably both. The power of God is in you. It's also towards you and for you. You are in Christ and Christ is in you. Now that will melt your head as my wife often says. And in case we weren't sure, Ephesians 3, he's praying again for them. He says that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith so that you being rooted and grounded in love may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. If you got the guts, look at somebody and tell them, You're going to be filled with all the fullness of God. Look him in the eyes. Are you, husband, wife, friend, dodgy person I'm sitting next to, are going to be filled with the fullness of God? Ha! Oh! Who? This is the This is a great name for a church. This is the plan of the ages, that the river of life would flow out of you. Do you know why it's rivers? I I know why it's rivers. Because it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's at least three. We always think Holy Spirit or Jesus, but he's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's... Indivisible Trinity lives in you. You don't get the installment plan. You receive fullness. Another day, another day, another day. Another day. Oh, Lord, isn't that great? Isn't that great? The river's in the house because it's in you. And then when we all get together, you get a bigger river. It's like all the tributaries come and it's like, whoa. We were in the flow, and sometimes we think that's he just came. No, we came. We came, and he was in us, so he came. I'm sorry to mess with your head, but we, in these days, we really need our heads messing with because this thing is not working for us. Leaky bucket theology is not working for us, and it's actually a lie from the pit of hell to make us dependent on, or let's go to the anointed person to get filled. That's the other thing that happens when we think like this. Whereas the anointed person is already living inside you and is saying, let me out! (laughs) Don't go over there, I'm in here! (laughs) What do you want to go there for, I'm in here! He speaks much more nicely than what I do. So I've been learning about this and I want to land with this because we're going to pray together. I'm just trying to sort of practicalise it a bit. So, a very quickly couple of testimonies. A few years ago I was riding my spin bike in a spin class. I know that's tough to believe but I do do it. <laughs> <coughs> you don't get a body like this without quite a lot of work. seriously I was working very hard and everything in me is just thinking about getting those pedals around in this class and I hear my name being called like it was making my whole body resonate, I hear Andy Andy and I knew it was the Lord and it was like wow it's like that bit you know the Holy Spirit makes the, the Abba Father thing you know, I'm, I, I'm lifting my hands like it looks like I'm stretching out but I'm like God and then me being me, me, I get home and I'm like, I get in my study and I'm praying about it. I said, God, that was amazing. But it was it was that inner audible voice thing again. When are you gonna speak? When am I gonna hear the voice? Because all of our lots of our spiritual heroes, you know, an angel came in the room, or they had a voice of God external. He said, if basically he said, these kind of words. To me, I'm never going to do that for you because then you stop believing that I'm, you won't believe that I'm in you, you'll think I'm outside of you. So, all of those of you think I'm not quite so spiritual, all those people I hear, read about who have these sort of external things, Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: he's in you. That's the most dignifying thing you can know is that the voice of the Lord that breaks the, the cedars, that created the universe, is resonating inside of you saying, you're my son and you're my daughter. Yeah. You got that, you got everything, because you got all of him. And the other thing that started happening to me is I would do meetings like this and people would get healed on accident. I mean, this wasn't, like, allowed. People started to come up and say, while you were speaking this thing that I had when I came in the room disappeared. Oh, that's illegal. I didn't pray for you. I didn't. Some of them I didn't even <laughs> talk about. I didn't even talk about healing. But as I was learning more and more and learning more and more who I am and who he is in me, you leak. You leak Jesus. And then other people get Jesus because he leaks. It's like, oh, So I eventually started to catch on that and may not need to pray for people and they could still get well isn't that amazing so the river's in the house and the river's in you and it's not some legalistic works thing it's the gift of God because of the death crucifixion, death, resurrection of Jesus Christ if you believe that you're in and he's in you the scary bit is he's in you. Sometimes it's convenient to think he's over there. But he he's not only knows what you're doing in the dark, he's there with you. Hello, Church. Not going any don't need to say more than that. You don't leave him outside the door, he never's gone. <sighs> sort your holiness out right there. All this distance rubbish just doesn't help us at all. Uh, We're going to pray. But I think we've got to do this. Uh, If you came in the room, I just want to give you a bit of insight. I actually find this really hard every time he asks me to do it, and he keeps asking me to do it. And every time I think, I'm going to look a complete lemon, and he says, oh, I'm not really bothered about that. <laughs> so here we go. I'm just letting you know my internal processes. All right. I, just... I wish I was drunk on you more, Lord, just because let's get, let's get past this bit. So if you came, what I want you to do, I'm not going to ask you to come out. I'm not going to bring a word of knowledge. Well, anything could happen. But if you came, I'm going to ask you to do is put your hand up so I can see. If you came into the room with symptoms of something wrong with your body, you walked in here and you knew I had to... It could be anything. Medical, broken, but... Did you... Unless this is like... 100% supremely healthy congregation, or you just lie through your front teeth, which I know you don't, just put your hand up so I know you came in and there was something maybe wrong with you. All right, there we go. Thanks very much. If you can check out the thing you came in with, check it right now. Because somebody's stuff has already left them at the door, but you didn't realize it. But if you don't check, you won't know. And I've had all kinds of weird stuff happen. Like the guy on the sand desk suddenly went, My tennis elbows disappeared. A woman with a herniated disc, completely healed. I just stood there. She's like, He's gone. This, is, this sounds terribly illegal, isn't it? Like, we didn't even pray. He didn't pray for us. He didn't call me to the front and wobble his hands or anything. So come and check it out. Some of these, some of these symptoms have gone. See, this is where it's, I'm a lemon, like, if this doesn't work, I just send him home, no honorarium for him, you know, etc. etc. Just put it in. Everybody's exactly the same as when they arrived. It's okay. I could tell you more stories, but I think we need to, to move on. I've got one, one, one more story, a beautiful story. I mentioned it last night. Uh, a friend of ours had a actually in India, that we've been in contact with and we're going to visit. His wife had an ectopic pregnancy, so the baby got formed in the fallopian tube. It nearly cost her a life. It cost her the the life of the baby and the tube. We prayed for them. Other people prayed for them because they wanted to be able to have kids again. And we saw, a few weeks ago, we saw the x-ray of a recreated fallopian tube. Come on, Jesus.